Welcome to the Richmond version of You Have to Love Sport podcast, talking all things Tigerland, all things Punt Road. With a real focus on the fans, we'll be talking to supporters from all around the country, finding out about their passion for the Tiger Army, you know, finding out how they took the wins, the losses, the draws, and everything in between. With the uh, team back on the paddock for full contact training, there uh, seemed to be a lot of smiles uh, this week uh, at Punt Road. Uh, Jack seemed pretty happy with himself, showing the, well, not really a crowd, uh, his number and doing a couple mini celebrations. Obviously, the one concern, um, Basha Hawley looks certain to miss uh, round two, if not round three as well. Um, just with those little niggles he's starting to get at that age. Uh, and really, I suppose, exciting for some of the younger boys to see who could step up. And there's some calls that even uh, Patrick Nash uh, might get a run down that, 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 end, that end of the field as well. So that'll be interesting to see. And um, besides that, we look like having a uh, pretty um, fit and healthy uh, round two team. They uh, went through suicide sprints yesterday and obviously a really hard training session that will taper off a little bit leading into the next uh, week and a half to two weeks. And um, it's just really exciting to see the um, the boys being so happy out there as well. And I think that's going to be really important. And, and obviously the best teams in eSport um, at times seem to be really happy and, and cohesive as a group. So from the other side of the pitch, I suppose we've got, uh, or the other side of the ground, we've got uh, Adam Chaw. Looks like he'll certainly miss round two. So that's uh, always good for us. You don't want to wish anyone injuries. Um, but having one of their key players uh, missing in round two um, won't harm our chances at all. Uh, the other news, uh, obviously... Um, Teams like uh, Western Bulldogs and Collingwood look like they're going to have um, hundreds of cardboard figures uh, in the crowd. Um, I'm not sure that's going to really uh, add to the atmosphere too much. Um, uh, after watching the rugby league last night between um, the Brisbane Broncos and Parramatta, um, they had the canned noise on TV and it actually seemed to work really well. Um, interesting to note though that you know rugby league is a really good TV platform. The cameras get in nice and close, uh, and unless it's a try scored and they're showing the celebrations, the crowd doesn't come into it as much. Um, the AFL cameras obviously happen to be up much higher to cover the whole ground, and you're going to really see the empty stands. So that's going to be interesting for round two. I think with uh, COVID-19, with people being in isolation, with people losing jobs and so forth, um, the importance of sport is actually there. Uh, we, we're seeing a, a release for people as something they can actually watch and look forward to. And, and you know, if the measures that they've got in place at the moment um, for the AFL... Um, being able to follow in the footsteps of Rugby League, which has done a brilliant job uh, with Peter Volandis. Um, for example, last night, Parramatta got in yesterday in, in the afternoon. They played their game and then got back to uh, New South Wales mid-morning by all reports. So if it can be done in, in that regard, it can be done for any sport. So it's going to be re- really interesting. And the AFL is usually the lead uh, in, in Australian sport, I suppose it helps when you've got that bit of extra money. But uh, it's been interesting to see rugby league and their approach. I, I didn't think it would work, um, but we'll see after the next few weeks. See, they've really planned it well, and you've got to honestly tip your hat to Peter Volandis and let's hope the AFL and Gill uh, follow similar suits. But uh, we'll come back after this short break, and uh, we'll talk to one of our Tiger supporters. Good afternoon, Chris. How are we doing? Yeah, good. How are you? 
Yeah, good, mate. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Thanks for being the inaugural uh, guest there, mate. No worries. Uh, have to ask you a few basic ones to get you into the mode there, mate. And uh, probably one of the most simple ones is why you follow Richmond, how it came to be. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I follow Richmond, but my pa and my uncles were um, into the Tigers. My mum and dad wasn't really into footy. And then I was going for Collingwood because of my mates in grade one. And then it just didn't feel right. And I just wanted to copy my pa and then change over the Tigers. I think that's pretty uh, pretty brave to admit the Collingwood factor. I have that with my uh, have that with my grandparents actually. My uh, my granddad followed Colling uh, sorry Richmond and uh, grandma uh, followed Collingwood, and it was a it was a bit of a weird one. I don't know how they stayed married, but they did. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I actually got a Collingwood Duna cover for Christmas, and uh, I said to my nonna, I said, uh, "No, nah, I can't have this. I've got to change it to. A- Can you change it to a Richmond one for me?" And she did. So that's uh, that's how we started. Oh, you've got to love your nonna for that one. And uh, look, we, Chris, how old are you, mate? Can we ask that? It's yeah, yeah. a bit 38 of a personal question. I am 38. 38, so. yeah. So you went through the hard times as well. And yeah. <laughs> all what, hard times, father. Oh, 100%. And what, what kept those uh, home fires burning? What what kept the passion there? Uh, I was pretty lucky. When I, when I was a little kid, I had Jeff Hogg as a swim teacher. So he sort of kept me in the loop a little bit. Like he was my swim teacher. And so obviously watching him on the weekends and then. Um, I think the big one was um, Matty Richardson. He was the one that, you know, I think there was that period through 97, 98 where he was on fire, probably the best player in the game. And all my mates wanted to come and watch him play as well, even though the team probably wasn't going that well. And yeah, it's just been, it's just something that I've always um, followed. Well, I'm a few years older than you, but pretty similar. There was the uh, Dale Waitmans and obviously Knighter and Rich Show and Hoggy kicking 10 on a, yeah, against Collingwood, yeah. Yep, yep, <laughs> Mother's Day Massacre. Yep. So though, it's really strange how those things kept us alive and yet some supporters, even winning premierships, haven't. So I think that's kind of the um, the beast and burden of being a Tiger supporter. Absolutely. Uh, you've given us a few of your, uh, you know, your former players. So, you know, Richo was your favourite. Was he also one of the most frustrating players you've ever watched? Oh, actually, I had a bit of a love affair with Richo at first. I didn't really like him. I just, he just... I was right into Stewie Maxfield and Duncan Calloway. And then for whatever reason, I just woke up one day and changed my tune on Richo. And um, yeah, I couldn't get enough of him. I just loved him. I love your honesty about that. And, and look, we've got a lot to choose from here. And it's probably a pretty uh, obvious answer. But your current favourite players? I'm going to go for players other than player. Yep. Uh, my favourite player at the moment who I really love watching is Shane Edwards. I just think he's... His ball use, his handball, because I really liked Craig Lambert um, early on as well. He was someone who I really enjoyed watching, and I think Shane Edwards is like the modern-day version of Craig Lambert with just the way he delivers the handball. Those linking handballs, yeah, both of those players have been unbelievable and probably um, like a lot of our players uh, off maligned at times. Edwards early in his career, um, you know, he only needs to get 15 possessions. They're going to be quality, and, and Craig, Craig was the same. That linking left handball was just... I think it was underrated. Yeah, I used to watch the record, and he's all, he was always in like the top two, three of handballs he got. So he was someone who I just idolised. That's always where when I played footy, I uh, wore a, always wore a long sleeve jumper because of Craig Lambert. Oh, I, I would have worn a long sleeve because my skinny arms. But uh, <laughs> I met Craig a couple of times, and a really nice guy. He's been up to a couple of um, functions in Queensland as well, and and he. Like so many of that time, undersells how good he was because yeah, we didn't right. have the success and uh, that they probably wanted. And 
Well, he you know, did finish his career at Richmond. I think that's why you know, I think a lot of people would forget about him. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think the same with Stewie Maxfield. He was another one that I absolutely idolised as well. And I was filthy when he left because I was right in the middle of my teenage years, like when you're most impressionable. And when he left for Sydney and you, you know, you hear the stories of him being part of that group that helped him win the flag. He was captain at the time, even though he wasn't playing. You know, oh, it's just a shame that didn't happen at Richmond. 100%. I loved, I loved his kicking style. It was brilliant. He just yeah. seemed to really kick through the ball. And I got a bit annoyed with him. I've got to be honest. That I'm bald now, but at that time I had the uh, the blonde flowing locks. Yep. And, and a lot of my mates uh, said that I was trying to copy Stewie. So I was a little bit disappointed <laughs> there. And yep. I uh, still am to this day, but uh, that I didn't hold on to it. Mate, a really simple one. Can we, will we win the 2020 Premiership? Uh, yeah, I think we can. Absolutely, obviously. Um, we've got the experience. I think that's what puts us in good stead. We've, we've, we're battle-hardened and um, we've just got to beat everyone once and then go through the final series. I think because we've got the most experience in the comp in terms of you know winning premierships at the moment, I think that's going to hold us in good stead. And will it, and will it mean as much to you, the 2020 premiership, as others? I mean, I know 17 uh, yeah, was think, the breakthrough. Ab- absolutely, I think so because... Um, you know, you've had they've had so many obstacles to overcome. Like people talk this whole asterisk talker. I don't know why people say that. I think this one would mean more because it'd be harder to get. I'm going to love it if it is. I'm going to love this premiership if we do win it. If we yep. do win it, because yep. that asterisk and all the salty supporters from other clubs. I'm I'm going to actually really really enjoy if we can win this year. And people say we uh, we fluked it in 17. We thrashed a team that was tied in 19. You had an asterisk in 20. It's going to make it even sweeter. Yeah, that's I, right. I, you know, I, I'll bring on the asterisks, I reckon. Yeah, that's right. Well, we have to win it. We have to get the, you know, if we're going to be looked upon as one of the greatest teams, we, at one point you've got to get consecutive flags. So, you know, we've got to take the bull by the horns. And while we're good enough, we need to um, win the next flag. Oh, absolutely. I've got to say, you know, I'm, uh, I'm quite a bit older than you, actually. I'm 47 now, and I'm actually slightly uh, fulfilled, which is really weird feeling to um, to know that we've won two. If we can win one more, I reckon I can go uh, go the distance in life and be pretty happy. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm happy with that. I'm um, greedy. I want another few. Oh, nothing wrong with greed. I'm just, uh, I probably went through the Gordon Gecko period, so I'm okay there. Um, <laughs> you're a bit younger than me, so that may make no sense at all. Yeah. Um, got a, we've got a brilliant list, and you're, you were kind of talking about you know similar stuff before, but any players you think might have a breakout season? I'm, I'm eyeing off uh, Patrick Nace. Uh, yeah, I, if RCD gets a run, I think he can, um, he, he'll, he'll be all right. Um, there's a lot of talk about him. Um, I think if he gets a go at it, I think he'll be the next. There's so many young kids coming through. I think that's why you know, we did so well in 18 and 19 because we got rid of uh, a few blokes that were on the fringe that probably – weren't going to make it. And then you've got all these young kids coming through that make the list stronger because they're pushing for spots. But RCD's the one for me. I think he's going to be – he's the one I'm looking for. Well, um, I've got to say that I, I hate to be like this about any player. I'm actually a bit of a doubter. But he's put on a fair bit of uh, – looks like he's put on a fair bit of muscle uh, in, in this extended pre-season. So still, I consider it a pre-season even though yep. we've played a game. Absolutely. So, look, if he breaks through, I'm happy um, because I think we we still need that little bit of depth down. Like, he could go forward or back, but I'd love to see him, you know, take up that Rance-style position down back, which I think he could do, yep. and then swing forward as well. So, yep. that's yeah, it's a really good call from yours as well. Um, a lot of people have game day traditions. I, I actually live in Queensland, so one of mine is I do all their gardening and so forth on game yep. day. I try and get the energy out, yep. uh, go and watch uh, at the Shafton with 
with the Queensland Richmond supporters. So that's my tradition. I do the gardening on it if it's a Saturday, for example. Yeah. You got any uh, got any uh, pregame kind of traditions for yourself? No, I used to be very superstitious, but I, I sort of threw that out the window. So I'm not superstitious at all. Um, but I do have to like I sort of uh, can't watch it with my brother-in-law because he gets um I can be a little bit loud at times. So I just make sure he's not in the room so I can, if I have to yell, I can yell. <laughs> um, now, I mean, you wouldn't be a Tiger supporter without being loud. Um, at, where I live, um, my partner's actually been contacted by neighbours about a year or so yeah, ago exactly. and, and asked if she was okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm, we now put out warnings. The same. They know when the footy's on because they could hear me yelling. No, we, we, we send out, we've got a Facebook group for our area. So we actually send out a post to say, hey, Richmond's playing tonight. And I'm not even joking at all. Now, I don't want to get your surname wrong as well, mate. Yep. So how do we how do we say that? Uh, Adolf. Adolf. Oh, I was practicing that earlier. Yep. And then uh, my son was um, doing a whole heap of, uh, as you, you would have copped it all your life, a whole heap of German stuff. Uh, so uh, Really, believe it or not, I copped a, what? Little, bit, yeah, I copped a little bit in um, a little bit in primary school. You got the, yep, the yep. old Hitler and that, but not really in um, high school. I didn't, I haven't really copped it. I think it's, you know, we're a long way away from it now, like over 50 years. And I think yeah, a, lot we are, people, we are. a lot of people don't, don't know. Well, mate, I'm slightly disappointed in, in that generation then. Yeah, um, Because I think we could have got a bit more there. Um, now, VFL being off for the year, is that any concern uh, for yourself? I think it is for the clubs. Um, like I've, I've got mates of mine who are right into it. Like they, you know, live stream all the games and everything. I don't have time to do all that. I do catch up yep. on all the emails and the articles and the videos. Um, but no, I, I think it is for the for the players who are trying to break through. But um, I mean, it's only for one. Hopefully, it's only for one year, and hopefully, things go back to normal next year, and we can we forget about what's happened at the moment. Yeah, it's a. I mean, I don't even have to say the word surreal, but it really is that kind of uh, that kind of time at the moment. Now, um, you are on our inaugural podcast, so it's uh, we really appreciate your time, and uh, we know how busy everyone is. No uh, any shout outs to any fellow friends or family that are that are tigers out there? Uh, and... I've got one of my best mates, uh, Mitzi. He's a mad tiger. He's um he's a uh, part of the. I think it's the Morris Rally Club, and that we we go to every final and that together. So probably shout out to him. Uh, we'll have to get. Uh, we'll have to pass his details, and we'll have to get him on oh, here, mate. He, we... he, he abs- like he's next level. He he knows stuff. I don't even know how he knows stuff. Like I think I'm pretty well informed, and then he comes up with all all this other information. He's he's next level. Well, the whole point of uh, the podcast, there's a lot of you know sporting podcasts and stuff like that out there. The whole point of this one is is really to talk to supporters yep. uh, and, and past players, and 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 you know really share that. I think we're the best family club going around, yep. and that's that's the whole purpose of this, mate. So we'll definitely get Mitzi on. We'll uh, we'll, we'll pass this on. I've got a few people in, in line right yep. now, so Mitzi will be one yep. of them. And we'll have to have you back on again. No and um, we'll do a bit of uh, we'll do some we might do some sideways things if you uh, if you have time to yeah, do that. No. As well. This is the Tigers' chance. They must go from here. Did really well over the top of the ball, Jones. Picked up by Franklin. Got it back inside 50. The Tigers, Sinclair. In went Hanbury. Heart of the footy. Here they go. Out the back door. Floss Stone. Again, I think it's going to come back again. Picked up by Rewalt. Rewalt got it out wide. Griffiths. Will he keep going? Will he go? Little one over the top of the mark. Gonna have a kick after the siren. Gee whiz. 
uh, one of the great moments uh, in a really disappointing season, that Sam Lloyd goal after the siren against Sydney. Uh, so we're just looking at uh, past players every week and, and not always the, the absolute stars, but every single player has contributed uh, to the club. Uh, standing at 180 centimetres, 5 foot 11 in the older the old systems there and only weighing 83 kilos. Had a pretty darn good Richmond career for uh, four years there, 2014 to 18. Uh, 57 games, 69 goals. Third pick and the 66 selection overall in the uh, 2013 National Draft. And, and look, he'll go down in folklore uh, with that goal. And he's had a pretty good uh, post-Richmond career. He, 2019, was uh, Western Bulldogs' uh, leading goal kicker, which was a bit of a surprise for me. Kicked 38 goals from 23 games. So 80 games thus far for 107 goals. And we really appreciated that goal after the siren in a really, really bad year. Thanks, Sammy. Appreciate it. Congratulations to the 2019 AFLW Richmond Best and Fairest, Monique Conti. Brilliant when we got you at the club after winning uh, the Western Bulldogs Best and Fairest in uh, 2019. So we are absolutely ecstatic to have you. And congratulations, Monique. Fantastic. Uh, we hope to see many, many more games in the yellow and black. Runs away from traffic, kicks it into space. Going to be a foot race now. Richmond don't have much ahead of this ball. Partly smothered by McClellan. It ricochets to Bruton. Looks to step around Conti, but gone. Just over the head of Barclay. Conti comes through. Speaking of excellent players in the first half. Thank you, touch from Anit Conti. That's a beauty. Well, that's the end of our first podcast at Forever Yellow and Black. We're on Twitter at Forever Yellow and Black and also Facebook. So join the conversation, have a bit of banter, and most importantly of all, Go Tigers!